Good morning. I'm James Holman from the Washington Post, back from vacation, and this is The Daily 202. Here's today's big idea for Monday, August 14th. Seattle, known for its rain, just went a record-breaking 55 days without any. Evidence of climate change abounds amid extreme weather across the Pacific Northwest. I just spent a week hiking around the state of Washington and Oregon, visiting some of the most beautiful parks in the country. The region has been suffering from especially bad forest fires, extreme dryness, and extreme heat. The Seattle-Tacoma International Airport had not measured any precipitation since June 18th until the wee hours of Sunday morning, when it drizzled, just barely. Some sprinkles also allowed Portland to break its own 57-day dry streak. Climate change has been leading to more and more extreme weather, and no other region has experienced that so much over the last year as the Pacific Northwest. Seattle got about 45 inches of rain between last October and the end of April, the wettest such period ever for them. That means even though they just had a record dry streak, 2017 actually remains above normal for rainfall. For long stretches last week, I had no cell service as I hiked around some of the most beautiful places in the world, from Mount Hood to Mount St. Helens. That meant I got to miss real-time updates on President Trump's brinksmanship with North Korea and his suggestion that a military option is on the table to deal with Venezuela. But while Trump was threatening to unleash fire and fury against Pyongyang, I had to adjust my planned hiking route to avoid a real fire in central Oregon. As a reporter, it feels like there's never a good week to take vacation anymore, even when the president goes on one. Thanks to Kelsey Snell and Allison Michaels for filling in here last week so I could take off. As I hiked, burn bans were in effect and signs warned of extreme fire danger. Local TV stations are extensively covering the poor air quality, and there's widespread concerns that wildfires around the region might lead to smoky skies during next week's solar eclipse. Fires, of course, happen every summer, but they've been getting worse and worse out west. Wildfires in the western half of the United States have been burning hotter, faster, and twice as large over the last 30 years. And scientists say a good heap of the blame belongs to climate change brought on by humans. Ironically, it would have actually been a few degrees hotter over the past few weeks if not for all the smoke from the forest fires, including some big ones from British Columbia. Keep in mind, this is all happening as the Trump administration moves to pull out of the Paris Climate Agreement and roll back Obama-era environmental rules. And that's the big idea for today. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one. A man accused of plowing a car into a crowd of activists during a white nationalist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia on Saturday, sympathized with Nazi views and stood with white supremacists in the hours before the crash, which killed one woman and injured 19 other people. The driver, James Alex Fields Jr., is a 20-year-old from Ohio. His former high school history teacher told The Post that he often praised Nazis in high school papers. The crash came after neo-Nazis and KKK members gathered near the University of Virginia campus to protest the planned removal of a Confederate statue memorializing Robert E. Lee. A 32-year-old woman named Heather Heyer was killed in the crash. Her friends and family say she was known for her passionate beliefs and advocacy for others. Number two. China announced a ban on imports of coal and other resources from North Korea on Monday, cutting an economic lifeline for the Pyongyang regime. The ban goes into effect immediately. Beijing also warned the Trump administration not to split the international coalition over North Korea by provoking a trade war between China and the U.S. That warning comes as Trump is expected to sign an executive memorandum Monday that would launch an investigation into Chinese intellectual property violations. 
Number three, Vice President Mike Pence opened his week-long trip to South and Central America on Sunday in Colombia with a message for neighboring Venezuela's autocratic government to, quote, end the tragedy of tyranny, unquote. Pence vowed to increase economic and diplomatic pressure on Venezuela, but he also reassured the region after Trump warned last week of, quote, a possible military option, unquote, in Venezuela. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, August 14th. You can read more at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.